Praise the Lord. Okay, good. We're good to go. Oh, uh, here's the again. Here's here's your layout of your scriptures. You know, again, I mean, I'm telling you, your Bible. Unless you get help, somebody's trying to tell. It's it's best to just learn on your own. You know, I mean, don't even use me. I mean, you go to church where you can learn some things, but don't depend on somebody. Well, we pay the preacher. We're in a dot com society. <laughs> that stuff's not working. You know. Everything is a quick fix or whatever. Do a little research. You'll figure it out on yourself. Genesis, remember Genesis? I like to say it's Genesis to Revelation, Alpha and Omega. It's a time frame. It truly is. It really is. Now, we're going to pick up, obviously, uh, I mean, Genesis, it is beginning. It's, it's, it's fantastic to find out that Noah's flood actually took place. Of course, Genesis acts like we believe that. But you can do a little research on your own. Walk up here on Green Mountain. There's seashells everywhere. Do you know the fossil record? It's over 95% marine but they won't tell you that. They just talk about the dinosaurs they found, which is a half a percent. 90, well, be half a percent. Be 99% of all fossils are, are, are what do you call them? They're, it's mammal. It's not mammal. Excuse me. It's, it's marine. Yeah, that's what I was trying to Thank you. Uh, only a little sliver. Of, and then guess what the next biggest one is? Plants. The ti- it's half of a half of a percent is you'll find dinosaurs and other things in there, you know, mammals. But see, they don't want to do it that way. They skew it because somebody will say there was probably a flood. Well, wait a minute. Why are we trying to control knowledge? Well, go ask the devil that. He's, he's in charge of that department. You know. you know, Solomon said, get knowledge. So we get knowledge. Anyway, but anyway, we consider this as factual. Of course it is. Genesis, and then we got Exodus. And then from here, from, actually from here, Exodus, getting out of, um, getting out of Egypt, uh, you got Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, direct history. Okay, we're going to look at Joshua this morning. But anyway, uh, and at the tail end of Deuteronomy, remember Deuteronomy is a speech, and he can't be going, oh, I've been talking this speech for five years. It's so short. I know it looks long, especially when you read books and there's no pictures as a kid. But when you read it, the chapter's mercy, 29 verses. How long is it going to take you to read 29 verses? Some of them are only 14 verses. You'll flip right through, especially when you know what it is. And, of course, get it in a language that you can understand without having to go, man, I can't understand this. That's the reason I like using the Living Bible. Okay, so here we are. I want to pick up at the tail end of Deuteronomy, because so I'll show you the history line. You'll at least know these two books. I mean, we, we know it anyway, but we'll at least know that uh, Deuteronomy is uh, sequential here. Moses climbed up the plains of Moab to Pisgah Peak in Mount Nebo across Jericho, and the Lord pointed out to him the promised land as they gazed out across Gilead as far as Dan. Deuteronomy 31, verse 4. There's Naphtali. There's this. There's that. See, Moses had pleaded one more time. says, please let me go in there. And God said, no, nope, you ain't going in because Moses got hacked off. And whatever, didn't do what the Lord said do at one point. Now, I want to skip down here toward the end. Look at verse 4. The Lord said, it's the promised land. I promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob I would give to their descendants. Now, can you imagine if this was fakes and fairy tales? This is getting out of control here. The promised land. All over the world today, you can hear things about the promised land. Everybody knows it was this story, this story in the scriptures. Okay. Now, look at this. Uh, so, look at verse 5. So, Moses' disciple of the Lord died in the land of Moab, as the Lord said. The Lord buried him in the valley of Beth Peor in Moab, but no one knows the exact spot. Now, why would that be? The Lord buried him. We have this referenced in the New Testament. And it says, Michael, when he was arguing with the devil over the body of Jesus. I, mean, I tell you, there's angels involved in you when you pass away. Jesus told a story about that one time. The poor man, Lazarus, died, and then the rich man. The rich man, unfortunately, not because he was rich, it's other reasons, he went to hell and was in torment. But Lazarus was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Wow. Place of comfort. Wow. But anyway, the Lord buried him. Wow. 
Moses was 120 years old. Now catch these things. Why do we have the details? Well, first off, the Lord's going to take care of you and I when we pass away. But look at this. He was 120 years old when he died, yet his eyesight was perfect. I'm having a little trouble. I don't read the Bible. That's, that's just mythological, or it's not mythological. It's just meant to inspire, and I'm having trouble seeing. Oh, I don't do that. What I do is I go, praise the Lord. Now, don't worry about your glasses. It's not about your glasses and stomping glasses. It's trusting the Lord, okay? Use your glasses. Jesus said sick folk need a doctor. If you're sick, go to the doctor, praise the Lord. Just find out when that doctor says he can't do something, just remember you still got Jesus. Jesus will take the rest of the way. He'll take you there. But least, his eyesight was perfect, but yet he was a weak. No, he was strong as a young man. Praise the Lord. Anyway, the people mourn for him. Okay, all right, here we go. That's the tail end of that. Notice that chapter. It's only going to be like 10 chapters long. I mean, 10 verses long. Joshua, the son of Nun, uh, that was his parents, whatever, uh, uh, full of the wisdom Moses had laid his hands upon him before he died. So Moses was, I mean, excuse me, Joshua was, was going to take over. Now, here we go. Boom, Joshua. After the death. See the sequence? Look at that. Perfect. That's the reason they put it together this way. They were smart. Look at it. After the death of Moses, the Lord's disciple, God spoke to Moses' assistant, whose name was Joshua, the son of Nun, and said to him, Now that my disciple is dead, you are the new leader of Israel. Lead my people across the Jordan River into the Promised Land. I say to you what I said to Moses. Now, for a moment here, act like you've never heard this chapter, okay? Because we're like, be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. Be bold. Forget all that right now, okay? Moses just died, okay? Now Joshua's taken over, and he's getting these instructions. Okay, now watch what happens. He said, look at this. I say to you what I said to Moses. Wherever you go, you will be part of the land of Israel. All the way from the Negev Desert to the South Lebanon Mountains of the North, and Mediterranean Sea in the West, and the Euphrates Rivers. Now, before I go any further, where's Israel today? It's just going to be hard to accept that this is fake. Israel's over there now. Wow. Their borders are not as big, but they're there. Wow. Anyway, look what he says. As I, just as I was with Moses, I will not, well, let me forget this. No one will be able to oppose you as long as you live. You know, that's the same thing belongs to you and I today. Hebrews chapter 2 and 3, well, chapters 3 and 4 talk about this same incident. And he says, as you and I as believers, that's the promised land. Not going to heaven. Because we got a bunch of enemies we got to drive out, you know. Anyway, so he says, be strong, be brave. You will be a successful leader of my people. They'll conquer all the land I've promised their ancestors. You only need to be strong and courageous because this was important. I mean, look, remember, they came there a little while ago, 40 years ago, and they said, we can't do this. We're going to get beat. And I'm going to show you this morning that the campaign took seconds. I mean, it was no time at all. They wiped it out. They were just on a roll. And we'll do it real quick. We won't go line by line, but we'll almost will. So notice what he says. Constantly remind the people about, uh, notice he says you'll be successful in everything you do. Constantly remind the people, that's you and I, about these laws. And you yourself must think about them every day and night so that you'll be sure to obey all of them. That's what we're doing. For only then will you succeed. Yes, be bold, be strong. Look at this, banish fear and doubt. I'll never forget. I mean, I just, you just start having a panic attack on certain things in your life. You know, and I'm, I don't panic. But I mean, man, we were on, I was on that airplane. I hadn't flown in, well, uh, this time, I hadn't flown in a month, you know. And that airplane turned the corner, and I heard them in just, they started going. And I'm like, praise the Lord, I'm fine. I said, I am on the water walking with Jesus. I am fine. That's what you have to do. You banish fear and doubt. 
And I've been telling the Lord, I said, man, my airplane rides are fun in Jesus' name. I'm fine in the name of Jesus. Sure, if it crashed, I'm going to heaven. But I'm not crashing, praise the Lord. I'm fine in the name of Jesus. The Lord's going to bear me up and praise the Lord. So I understand what he's saying. Joshua was faced with this task that looked like, I mean, it's not, it's not, you could see it. They hadn't even crossed the Jordan River yet. So here's what happened. So you banish fear and doubt. Remember, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Notice that phrase, remember. It doesn't just happen. You have to remember. Okay, here, let's keep going. Then Joshua issued these instructions to the leaders of Israel to tell the people to get ready to cross the River Jordan. Oh, uh, excuse me? Cross the river? Look at what he says. In three days, we're going to go over, look at that, and conquer and live in the land which God has given us then. He summoned the leaders of all other tribes, okay? Uh, Reuben, Gad, and half-tribe of Manasseh. See, they wanted to stay on the other side, which was fine, except they were going to come over to help knock out the promised land. The Lord your God has given you a homeland here on the east side, as Moses said. Your wives and children and cattle can remain here, but your troops fully armed must lead the other tribes across the Jordan to help conquer their territory. You mean you hope conquer? No, we're going to conquer. Stay with them until they complete the conquest. Only then may you settle on the east side. Uh, to this they fully agreed. Look what they said. We pledge. Boy, they were on, they were on target here. We're going to obey you just as uh, their commander-in-chief. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses. And they said, basically, if anyone rebels, we're going to let him die. Notice he, they, they told Joshua, lead on with courage and strength. Now, I'm going to jump ahead because all that took place next was they, uh, the, they were sizing up uh, Jericho and about the spies. So I'm going to go to chapter 5 here. When the nation west of the Jordan River, the nations, look at this. You know, remember, God's on your side. When the nations west of the river, uh, the Amorites, Canaanites who lived in the Mediterranean coast, heard what the Lord heard that the Lord had dried up the River Jordan. Remember, He didn't just split the Red Sea; He split the Jordan. Wow! Their courage melted away completely, and they were paralyzed with fear. See how God was way ahead of you, working the system. Then Joshua told, no, excuse me. Then the Lord told Joshua to lay aside a day to circumcise the entire male population, which they did. Okay. Now I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. Let's go on down here to the very tail end of this. Uh, oh, look at this. Okay. Oh, look at this right there. Look, there's, I've mentioned this already. While they were camped at Gilgal, they've already crossed. They crossed the Jordan. It was a wonderful day. They took stones out of the middle of the dried up river and stuck them on the other side, other side of the monument. And they also took stones and stacked them up in the river before the water came back. Wow. So anyway, they were, on the, they were celebrating the Passover. Remember Passover? It means the death angel passed over them. Wow, praise the Lord. Okay, the next day they began to eat from the gardens and the grain fields as they invaded, and they made unleavened bread. The following day, no manna fell. Look at this. It was never seen again. So from that time, they lived on the crops. Of Can Do you see timeline there? Don't need the manna no more. Praise the Lord. Publix is open. Wow, it's our Publix. You want to work here? Yeah, I'll be the manager. They took over everything. Good grief. What are you dealing with today? What do you think is going to happen tomorrow? You are going to be fine. Let me tell you, I've got things that I know are coming up tomorrow, and I'm like, I try not to think about them all weekend long. There's some stuff at work, but I'm, I know the system. Me and Jesus, it's going to be fine. I'm going to be all right. Praise the Lord. As Joshua was, look at this. As Joshua was sizing up the city of Jericho, remember, they're fixing to invade this place, and quit reading about, they had chariot races on the top. Is that in the scriptures? No. Where'd you get it? Well, I remember somebody said they had chariot races on that place. Why are you paying attention to details that are not details? That's not even in the Bible. Why not get the story and know the details about what's said here instead of worrying about they had chariot races on top? 
You're actually, when you do that, you're starting to think about, how, remember, the people in Jericho, because Rahab the harlot, remember, notice she was saying, when you invade, save me. She wasn't like saying, well, I hope, uh, I hope y'all win. No, she knew the Israelis were going to beat them. And all the people in Jericho were scared. Anyway, he was sizing it up. A man appeared with a drawn sword. Joshua went right over to him. Wasn't he acting brave? He sure was. And he demanded, all right, you clown, you. Are you friend or foe? Look what he said. I am the commander-in-chief of the Lord's army. Praise the Lord. Must have been Jesus. Joshua fell to the ground before him and worshipped him. And he said, well, you tell me what to do. Okay. Anyway, and uh, he said, take off your shoes, the commander said, for this is holy ground. Praise the Lord. Now let's go right on into, notice it's only 15 verses. Right on into chapter 6. The gates of Jericho were, were tightly shut because the people of Israel, look at that, the people were afraid of the Israelis. Wow. Okay, now you know the story here. They knocked it out. I'm going to go all the way to the end of that. Uh, uh, anyway, they, uh, oh, I want you to see this. Look at, oh, uh, uh, right here. Meanwhile, Joshua said to the two spies, keep your promise. Go and rescue the prostitute and everyone with her. Now remember, she's in the Lord's genealogy in Matthew chapter 1. Rahab. The young men found her, rescued her along with her father and her mother and her brothers and relatives and all that were with him. Now, your prayers are so far reaching. Anyway, then the Israelis burned the city, everything in it except for the silver and gold and the bronze utensils. They kept it for the Lord's treasury. Thus the Lord, excuse me, thus Joshua saved Rahab the harlot and her relatives who were with her in the house, and da 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 Let's see what that says. Anyway, notice this didn't take years and months and whatever. This happened right in the next couple of days. Anyway, and it says, She still lived among the Israelis, uh, Israelites because she hid the spies to Jericho. By I mean, uh, the spies sent to Jericho. Anyway, Joshua said a big curse on whoever rebuilds this thing. Okay, now I want to skip ahead. Let's see, I want to go to 8 here. Um, then the Lord said, don't be afraid or discouraged. Take the entire army and go to Ai. It's in your power now. Excuse me, for it's yours to conquer. I've given King Ai and all his people to you. You'll do to them as you did to Jericho and her king. But this time you may keep the loot and the cattle for yourselves. He says, hey, set an ambush behind that city. Before the army left for Ai, Joshua sent 30,000 of his bravest troops to hide in ambush behind the city, alert for action. You think this was a close call? No, again, more than conquerors. They blew this thing away. Look at this. This was the plan he explained to them. When our main army attacks, the men of Ai will come out to fight as they did, and we will run away. The Israelites will run away. Let them chase us until they've all left the city, for they'll say the Israelis are running away just as they did before. Then you jump on your ambush and enter the city, for the Lord will give it to you. Set the city on fire as the Lord commanded you. You now have your instructions. So they left that night, lay an ambush between Bethel, the west side of Ai, but Joshua and the rest of the army, they remained in the camp at Jericho. Okay? Now remember, this king is already scared anyway. The next morning, Joshua roused his men and started toward Ai, accompanied by the elders of Israel, stopped at the edge of the valley of the north of the city. That night, Joshua sent 5,000 men to join the troops in ambush on the west side. He spent the night in the valley. Okay. King Ai, seeing the Israelis across the valley, went out early the next morning and he attacked. But of course he didn't realize there was an ambush behind the city. Joshua and the Israeli army, they fled as though they had been beaten badly. All the soldiers in the city were called out after the chase. So the city was left defenseless. Wow. There was not a soldier left in Bethel and the city gates were left wide open. The Lord said to Joshua, point your spirit. I guess what's going to happen here? Sun stand still. Remember all this? Okay. Point your spirit toward Ai. 
for I'll give you the city. And when the men in ambush saw the signal, they jumped up, poured into the city, set it on fire. When the men of Ai looked behind and the smoke filling the skies, they had nowhere to go. When Joshua and the troops were saw, saw the smoke, they knew their men had been in ambush and were inside the city. So they turned upon their pursuers and began killing them. The Israelis who were in the city uh, came out and began destroying the enemy from the rear. So the men of Ai caught in a trap here. Okay, let's see what happens. All of them died, and not one man survived. Well, that's not, but it's going to happen. Okay, watch this. Uh, let's see, except for the king of Ai, who was captured and brought to Joshua. When the army of Israel had finished slaughtering all the men outside the city, they went back and finished off everyone else, the entire population. I don't feel sorry for these people. All these people were taking their kids, throwing them to the fire. The Lord had already said. He actually told Abraham a long time ago. He said the Canaanites are not going to be ready for punishment until... This time, I mean, these people remember the whole world when the flood took place, the whole world was full of wickedness. Okay, God's not trying to be racist here, nothing. Okay, these people were actually still going to lead the Israelites into idol worship, still yet. But anyway, Joshua kept his spear pointed toward Ai until the last person was dead. Only uh, the cattle and loot were not destroyed, for the armies of Israel kept them for themselves. The Lord had told Joshua they could. So Ai became desolate mound of refuse as it is today. Joshua hanged the king of what is his name on a tree, but as the sun, here we go, uh, but as the sun was going down, he looked, he took down the body and threw it in front of the city gate, and he piled a heap of stones over it, which can be seen. Joshua built an altar there at Mount Ebal, as Moses commanded, uh, make me an altar with boulders that have never been cut or carved. The Lord said, anyway, the Lord had said concerning Mount Ebal, the priest offered burnt sacrifices on, oh, and this was a great thing. Wow. The people of Israel watch. Look at that. <laughs> look what Joshua does. <laughs> he carved out the word. I mean, praise the Lord. All the people of Israel, including the elders, officers, judges, foreigners, living among them, divided into two groups, half of them standing on the Mount of Gerizim. And I'm not going to mention this, but, but well, I'll mention it, but we're not going to keep reading. One group was, was pronouncing a blessing. One group was pronouncing the curse. And the Levites were in between them. But anyway, this is like in, in, in less than two weeks here, they've already wiped out two places. All right. Uh, oh, here's what I want you to see. Okay, so when they did this, they stood between the priest and the ark ready to pronounce their blessing. This was all done in accordance with the scriptures given long before Moses. Look at this. Joshua then read to them all the statements of the blessing and curses that Moses had written in the book of God's law. Of course, this was just for the men only. It was a men's club. Oh, no, it wasn't. Wait a minute. Every commandment Moses had ever given was read before the entire assembly, including women and children and foreigners. Oh, we can't do that. The babies can't take it. Please, you've got to have a nursery, you know, little cards, magnets. and blood. No, this is where we've blown it. We all need to hear the Word of God. And you see where we've blown it today? I'm just going to go hear the preacher preach. I don't have time for Sunday. See, we've divided oh, Sunday school. It's not Sunday school. It's not a preacher. It's we've just got to get the Word of God. We need the Word of God. Anyway, so wow, no wonder they did this. I mean, my goodness, look what's happening. They are taking over the entire promised land. Uh, let's see, I want to skip now to, let me make sure, let's see, eight. Uh, oh, no, here it is. When the kings of the surrounding area heard what had happened to Jericho, they quickly combined their armies to fight for their lives against Joshua and the Israelis. The kings of the nations of the Jordan, the shores, of, anyway, these guys, they all bound together. Oh, uh, let's see. Okay, I'm going to jump ahead here because I know what this group did. Uh, yeah, it, it was funny. This group here, they tried to trick Israel, and actually they did, but it was okay. They acted like they were from another country and they just made a deal. Don't kill us. We'll be your servants. Okay, quickly. So that group, that was a quick battle. <laughs> like, wow. And what was so interesting, look at this. 
these guys faked it. And they said, oh, we're poor people. We don't have nothing. And we just want to make sure you'll be nice to us. And Joshua said, okay, we'll be nice to you. And then he found out, y'all lied. Y'all were from another country. No, you were across the backyard. But because of their, their word and their honor, they let, notice this, Gibeon was a great city, as great as the royal cities and much larger than Ai. Its men were known as hard fighters. Wow, you see, Israel just beefed up their own army here. But anyway, let's see. These other kings, they got together and said, doggone it, they wiped out Jericho, they wiped out Ai, we've got to hustle and, and do something here. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> notice what happens here. Uh, these other kings got together and said, king of this, king of that, king of that, come help us destroy Gibeon. Well, it didn't work. Israel wiped them out. Notice this. Joshua and the Israeli army left Gilgal. They went to rescue Gibeon. Don't be afraid of them, the Lord said, for they are already defeated. You got something today in your life you're afraid of? Guess what? It's already defeated. Here it is. Joshua, look at this. He traveled all night from Gilgal, took the armies by surprise. Then the Lord threw them into panic so that the army of Israel slaughtered great numbers of them. Remember God said you're going into the promised land? This is like clockwork. Clearing it out, clearing it out, clearing it out, taking over, taking over. It was just clockwork. Wow. Anyway, uh, notice this. There was a great hailstorm that took place, you know, and it wiped them out. I mean, God was working for them. Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, let's see. Let me skip on down here. Oh, here's that part. Here's that part right in here. As the men of Israel were pursuing the harassing foe, Joshua prayed aloud. Let the sun stand still over Gibeon. Let the moon stand in its place over the valley of Ajalon. And the sun and the moon didn't move until the Israeli army had finished the destruction of his enemies. This is described later in greater details in another funny book in Fakin. No, there's another book somewhere. So the sun stopped in the heavens and stayed there for almost 24 hours. Do you know there's hardly a person in the world that doesn't know about that? They know something about a fairy tale? No. Anyway, there's never been such a day before and there's never been another day since when the Lord stopped the sun and moon all because of the prayer of one man. That's not because God said, I'm only going to do this once. It's because one man was brave enough to do it. Praise the Lord. That's what it's there for. Anyway, all right. Anyway, after Joshua and the Israeli army returned to Gilgal, during the fight, look at this, five kings escaped, but they hid in this place, but it didn't last long. They got wiped out. Uh, let me skip down here a little bit. Let's see. Oh, uh, they took care of those guys. Notice, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Joshua said to his men, be courageous. The Lord is going to do all this for your enemies. All right, he wiped out these kings. Okay, uh, let me skip down here just a second. Oh. All right, here we go. That's 10. Look at that. We're in chapter 10. Anyway, this other group got together. They were going, oh my gosh, we've got to do something. So here come some other kings. King this, king this, king this, king this, king this. Look at this. They all responded, mobilizing their armies. They're going to crush Israel. Look at verse 4. They combined the troops, chapter 11 says, verse 4, along with a vast array of horses and chariots covered the landscape. I mean, we're not going to make it. Now, remember the Israeli army? They're not an army. They, they were servants. Where'd they learn to fight? Well, they didn't really need to. The Lord was taking care of it for them. They could fight, but anyway. As far as they can see, they established their camp at the spring of Merom. The Lord said, don't be afraid of him, for by this time tomorrow they'll all be dead. <laughs> This is the promised land spoken to you and I in Hebrews chapter 3 and 4. This same stuff. Anyway, he says, hamstring the horses, burn their chariots. Boy, Joshua and his troops arrived at the spring of there and they attacked. And the Lord gave all the vast army to the Israelis. He chased, they chased them as far as this and that to the salt pits and ba-da-da-da-da. And man, they hamstrung the horses. They burned all the chariots. On the way back, they killed that king. Anyway, look at this roundup right here at the end. They took all the loot for themselves again. Uh, let's see. Uh, so Joshua conquered the entire land. 
wow, the hill country, this and that and whatever. Look at that. He wiped out the kings. Look at this. It took seven years of war to accomplish all this. None of the cities was given a peace treaty except for the Gibeonites. Uh, and look down here at the bottom. Uh, the Lord made the enemy kings want to fight Israel instead of asking for peace, so they were mercilessly killed as the Lord commanded. During this period, look at this. During this period, Joshua routed all of the giants, the descendants of Anak. They wiped out, remember, we can't go in there, there's giants in there. Man, they wiped them out. This could have happened 40 years ago. Wow. My goodness. All right, wrapping up here. Hold on. Chapter 12. You know what chapter 12 is? Look at this. It's a list of all of the kings they wiped out. Look down here. King, 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 king. Look at this. Look at this. So in all, 31 kings and cities were destroyed. All in, I missed it. It was right in there. He said all in one campaign. Wow. Now, this only goes to chapter 4, but I want to see it. I want you to see this. Uh, Joshua, you're getting old now. Okay, we know that. Let's see. And here he's starting to lay out the land. You stay in this part. You stay in that part. You take over this part. Okay. I want to get all the way to 17. Look what happens in 17. Some more history here. Look what he says down here at the bottom. This is really cool. Okay. Uh, let's see. Verse 14. Chapter 17, verse 14. Then the two tribes of Joseph, remember the coat of many colors, his two sons, their descendants. Uh, why have you only given us one portion of the land when the Lord has given us such large population? I mean, the Lord blessed them. And, well, here's what Joshua said. He said, okay, hey, look at the hill country of Ephraim is not large enough for you. Joshua said, and if you're able to do it, you may clear out the forest land where the Perizzites and the Rephaim live. Now, Rephaim were giants. Okay. Fine. The tribes of Joseph said. And the, uh, for the Canaanites in the lowland around Beth Shean in the valley of Jezreel have, look at it, they were saying, well, they got iron chariots. They got big weapons over there. Oh, really? What's that got to do with it? They got iron chariots and they're too strong for us. Now, they just told Joshua that. You see how quickly you can start forgetting how great your God is? Right, but watch this. Joshua will straighten them out. Then you'll have the forest, mountain forest, Joshua replied. And since you're such a large and strong tribe, you will surely be able to clear it all and live there. Look at this. And I'm sure you can drive out the Canaanites from the valleys too, even though they are strong and have iron chariots. Now, what does that do for you today? Well, I'm sure it blesses your heart. You're like, praise the Lord. That's the reason our own Bible reading is so important. Don't wait for the preacher to come up with this. Okay, chapter 18. After the conquest, verse 1, Although seven tribes of Israel had not yet entered and conquered the land God had given them, all Israel gathered together at Shiloh at the tabernacle. So they're going to have church here. Notice what Joshua says. How long y'all going to wait till you kick out the rest of them? Now, wait a minute. We're a little bit scared. <laughs> Those guys, no, this was such a campaign. They blew everybody out. And Joshua says, well, more work to be done. How long y'all going to wait? Praise God. Mm. Oh, we're going to stop right here. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you. We are more than conquerors, praise the Lord. And we don't have anything to fear no matter what's out there, praise the Lord. So, Father, if we're not feeling good today, we're not worried about sickness. Praise the Lord, you'll take care of that. You that could stop the sun in the sky. And you created the worlds and you gave the promised land like you said. Not one thing you said didn't come true. We just thank you for it. So you'll take care of that. Same thing's true financially. If we're struggling financially or some other problem, it doesn't make any difference. And that didn't leave anything left for, for us to tell us about the great things you're doing for us in Jesus' name. Hey, before we go, look, there's a verse at the tail end of 18. I, I meant to get this one. Look at this. Look at this last verse right here in 18. Oh, I think it's right here. Oh, maybe it was 17. Hang on a second. Let's see. must have been 17. Oh, well, I thought it was 17, 18. I stopped it. Oh, oh, I know what it was. 21. 
Look at this. There it is. 21:43. So in this way, the Lord gave to Israel all the land he had promised to their ancestors, and they went in and conquered it and lived there. And the Lord gave them peace, just as he had promised, and no one's able to stand against them. The Lord helped them and destroyed their enemies. Every good thing the Lord had promised came true. Praise the Lord. Now, who was the one that messed it up? 40 years ago, they said, we can't go in there. We'd rather go back to Egypt. <laughs> that would have been suicide. Man, the Egyptians would have killed them. Praise the Lord. Anyway, all right, we're done. <clears throat> And you know, that's the end of Joshua. If you go, you go, you got two more chapters. That's it. That's it. Praise the Lord. Okay. And that's it for me. Oh, wow. 27 minutes. Can you believe that? Praise